fragmented from time and reality. A party of adventurers eternally wander the remnants of a broken realm, aided by an extra-dimensional being known only as the Entity. They are tasked with delving through various worlds, taking on peculiar roles and quests, all to find the heart of France, the only artifact capable of returning them home. These are the tales from the Nexus. Welcome to this week's installment of Where Red Studios presenting The Nexus. We are joined by a couple guests here, as long, uh, along with all the regular participants. We have Branson DMing. What up? And we have our good friend Evan, who's going to be playing with us. He'll be at Fetus Boy Production on Instagram. Hey, hey. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're here to give you some soft jazz of the seventies and eighties. Actually, 80s. you know, seven of the original eight of the first time we ever played together. So it's a pretty special night for us, and we are very excited to show you what we got. And with that, we're gonna kick it over to Branson. Like to do a quick message of the last one we're missing. Uh, a shout out to our friend Nick, who couldn't be here today. Yeah, oh, I said that like he died. He's alive. For some reason, Ooh. we thought it was a good idea to start playing D and D with eight people at the table. Yeah. That kicked the ass. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a unique problem among the D&D community of having too many friends. Yeah, too many <laughs> consistent players. <laughs> all right. Yes. You are all currently inside of the Nexus, gathered, except, of course, Evan there. All of a sudden, you are in some... Or what rooms are... Do you guys have set you can rooms? Make it or up. I can just yeah. say whatever. You can make it up. You all find yourselves within the Nexus in a parlor room sitting around doing whatever it is you spend your time doing in a weird, multi-dimensional rift. Uh, you know what me and Boomba are doing? We're playing cards, baby. We are card on top, addicts. On top of a... Uh, <laughs> on top of a arresting uh, Arthur Crackwell, yeah. right? <laughs> as, as I'm slowly sewing my... Uh, cardigan? My cardigan back together, and I go, There, I've done it. It is finally finished. Look. Ah, and I hold it up uh, towards uh, everyone it is, as it is in its pristine condition since I got knocked out and stabbed the last time. Arthur, you all of a sudden feel a small mosquito bite on your neck. Ouch. You see it buzz <laughs> off kind of around the room. Just one bug by itself. Can I Eldritch Blast yes, it out of here? Roll an attack roll. <laughs> Beat 10. And 25. Alright, you incinerate the bug. Do we really need to describe your kill for the sure. for the mosquito? Mm-hmm. A single beam la- launches from my finger, and it just boom, pierces it through the wings, and it falls down to the ground dead. Perfect. All right. And as that kind of bzzz, and you just hear all of a sudden, bzzz, 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 and all of you notice that there are multiple mosquitoes coming in the room, and you're all getting bit, just like out of nowhere. Oh, well, no. fuck this. You hear the sounds of ocean waves, and all of a sudden the room starts going back and forth like a boat. Oh, it's gonna, it's happening again. It's happening again. Oh, not another boat, goddammit. Uh, and all of a sudden... ride the boat last time. The ceiling sort of dissipates, and a seagull lands in the middle of the room. You hear the sound of what appears to be something like howler monkeys howling in the distance. 
And all of a sudden, in a bright flash, you see a blue and a gold orb in the center of the room. It starts spinning and spinning and spinning around, stretching out as it spins like a centrifuge into a pylon. And there is a bright flash of light, and you all go dark. Uh, Joel, is there something you wanted to do? I was just going to say, this is weirder than normal. (laughs) And as it kind of goes in the centrifuge, there's this explosion of blue and yellow light, warm, radiant light that doesn't appear to harm you at all, but it overwhelms your vision to the point where your vision goes dark. And one by one, you all wake up in what appears to be a hull somewhere in a boat, in a room with about 10 cots. You all wake up on one of those cots with a small pack on your chest. There's one door leading to the outside of the room. There is no one else in the room. Well, um, does anybody have any nautical expertise? It seems like this may be a seafaring journey. Shouldn't uh, most of you all be uh, equipped for this after that one adventure? I don't know if that really makes us experts. I was also like, you know, kind of hoping that was, you know, the big one, the finale of all of us. We all died. I don't understand any of this. I thought we finally got out of here. Uh, JJ Peppers, you love, I don't know, trinkets and what, is it, what do you call them? You know, intangible memories. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the, what are in these boxes? I'll check the pack and uh, see what we're rocking as we move towards the door. You all have packs on you. So it's all just something that's been there. As you open up and peek into it, you see a map. This map says Glitter Bright Island on it. And you can see from the map at the center of the island is a large church that says the Church of Luck on the map. You also notice within these packs, probably the first thing you notice, there are a thousand gold pieces in every one of your packs. Paid in advance, it appears. Now that's all that's left is to do the job. And just as you say that, the door, the one door to the outside slams open and there you see why don't you go ahead and describe uh your person for us of course of course Uh, so you see a rather paunchy uh rough looking tiefling who is long over the hill uh looking at a tiefling probably in his 60s or 70s maybe even uh, early 80s uh there's a uh there's a kind of a, a vitilago uh cow-like uh, splotches all over the skin. There's a kind of a blueberry blue skin tone, but uh, about a third of the skin is kind of blotched out in these white cream-like colors. Uh, uh, again, kind of uh, the presence of uh, an old man, and there's almost these small ram-like horns that kind of gently turn off of the back, and a little bit of this white hair, mostly bald. and. Uh, He's kind of wearing a button-down, a very comfortable, kind of Florida attire, uh, button-down white shirt. You can see he's kind of the skin through it. You can see that there's kind of these oversized nipples, and actually a, a single nipple is actually pierced. You can see through the shirt. And then kind of these, you know, real comfort, comfortable, like, uh, board shorts. You know, you could go in the water with them. They would dry out really well. Oh, you know, he's dressed for comfort. But, uh, yeah, old paunchy tiefling over the hill. How hard are his nipples? Um, there's definitely, uh, there's some pokies. There's a good, a good inch, good inch of hard skin there. Some purple, some purple pokies, man. How many Sea-Doo's, personal watercrafts, or wave runners has this man used in his life? Oh, yeah, it's pretty uncountable at this point. There's puka shells, and there's a lot of <laughs> bad stuff happening. The splotches of white, what is the main skin color? 
The main skin color is like a blueberry blue, blue. dark blue. Does he have, have a cargo? Yeah, it's like uh, it's kind of like kind of like short okay. board shorts. Yeah, but they're again they're from like like 1993. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they shorter than they should be, and these you know, absolutely. Well, hello there. Oh well, you open the door. You say whatever you say. Oh, 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 oh! This oh, oh, goblin and oh, oh, oh! Hello, uh, please, uh, please enter, enter, my friends. Hello. Um, we're new here. Um, as as they all line in fr- up in front of you, and you kind of see, and you notice everyone appears to be, um, you know, just kind of waking up a little bit, a little disoriented. They kind of line up around you. Let's go around one by one and see how everyone looks now in the party. Uh, let's go ahead and start with you, Elliot. Uh, what do you want? You wanna- if you could describe <laughs> what Isabella Blackthorn is looking like right now, and just a, a physical description, so we can get everybody. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Isabella Blackthorn doesn't. Uh, her outfits don't change too much. So it's probably a little bit brighter colors than normal, but it's, she's still wearing like heavy uh, chainmail armor as a flail at her side that she likes to just spin around sometimes. She's got her hair still the same. She's got sunglasses on now for some reason. She woke up with them on. When you say the same, even I don't remember what Isabella's hair looks like. Uh, it's like a short, uh, what do you call it? Like it goes, it's almost like, what is a hair? A bob. a bob. Yeah, bob. It's like a bob. It's like flat on the bottom. I kind of blown out a bit. Uh, it's she's, Hair is like mostly black. Uh, little white streaks in it. Her skin's light purple. She's got horns that come out. Not like ram horns like our new friend, but uh, they just kind of come out and pull back a bit. All right, color your eyes again? Uh, I think that they were pure white. Okay. Not I'm, bad. And then I got two tieflings in the mix. And, uh, What's wrong with that? Yeah, that's what I look like. Should I introduce myself to this new guy? Uh, do we want to do physical descriptions for everybody yes, first? I love physical. physical. Yeah, you let's do that. Flail, right? Yeah, I have flail. a flail. One-handed flail. Uh, next to her is a small uh, goblin who... Is wearing typical uh, pirate clothing, but it's all stretched out because he's also wearing like barrels and chains under that uh, in his Sick. power armor. Therefore, he looks kind of just the clothes, stretched out clothes everywhere. He's not wearing a helmet or anything, so he's got his blown black, blown back red hair. It looks like a bomb just went off in his face, and he's wearing <laughs> these massive goggles. And he's kind of like looking, looking around the room anxiously. He doesn't really like being above water, and so he's kind of like shaking and just kind of like looking around cowardly. Sick. What was the name? Uh, Boomba. Boomba. Next to Boomba is a lithe elf, uh, six foot two in stature. Uh, although Joel Crane has undergone quite the transformation, um, he is wearing a completely gray, like a, a lighter charcoal gray kind of suit uh, with uh, black pinstripes going down it, and it is tight. And the uh, pants kind of end a little bit above the ankles, and then he has the pointiest black shiny shoes you have ever seen in your life. You can tell they go a good two or three inches beyond his where his toes would be. Sitting upon his very, very, they have like those shoulder pads, not like lady shoulder pads, but you know, like the old school shoulder Baldrins. pads. Oh, of course. No, 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 no. I have a suit coat on. Oh. <laughs> uh, is a bat uh, with a cattail on it. Um, it's to his name's Tuvia, um, and Tuvia is now a bat. Love that. Um, I also have the smallest sunglasses you have ever seen. Um, and half of my head is shaved, and my long blonde hair just parts over on one side. Cool. Not bad. Uh, next to 
Joe Green is JJ Peppers, a halfling. He stands under three feet tall, under 40 pounds. Um, normally he's got flowing black or flowing purple um, shirts and uh, some leathers um, with his tan skin, you know, faded uh, wrinkle lines around his cheeks and black and peppered hair. Uh, the physical differences now is I think his chest is a little bit bigger. His shirt is very V, very deep V, and there is just chest hair abound. Oh, yeah. I think his black and peppered <laughs> hair might even have some oil or something, slicking it back slightly, and the clothes are more taut, much more taut to the frame. Um, but yes, he is just tan and perhaps even glistening as you see him. He's looking inquisitive at me. Is there any uh, weapon or anything he's holding? He anything has a short belt? sword short on sword? his side, but uh, he looks like he's got some component pouches and uh, kind of a bandolier that holds several very small instruments, including a lyre and a dulcimer. Lovely. Sick. Last to line up is Arthur Crackwell as he is putting the package inside of his briefcase and he clicks it. <laughs> his, his famous briefcase. He clicks it up and he uh, stands up and you see this old man uh, with sort of a bulbous nose, some wrinkles. Uh, he has a comb over of gray into black hair. And this time he is wearing a black turtleneck with, if you've ever seen The Prisoner, he looks like number six. He has uh, the yes. black uh, the oh, black well. uh, coat, but uh, instead of a white outline that outlines what the coat looks like, it is uh, orange and red to signify my orange uh, what is it? Uh, turtleneck. turtleneck that I always wear. Ooh, can I have a sun hat? Yes, you can. It's, it's pulled over really hard, so it just like my horn just ripped through the top of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, it. JJ's cigarette is now a cigar. <laughs> You're going with sun hat? Uh, it's mm-hmm. a groovy. All right, uh, Solomon, now that you've analyzed your crew, guys, go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hello, my name is Joel Korean, Sianadel. Pleasure to meet you. What is, yours na- what is your name? Uh, I am... Solomon. Uh, you may call me Salt or Solomon. You, you all have a bit of age on you, it seems. I'm not. We've been around the block. Um, nice to meet you, Salt. Um, might you tell us uh, where we're at? Sure, sure. Um, this is the uh, fine island of Glitterbright. I can get into a bit of details here, if you do not mind. Is everybody a bit comfortable? I am not comfortable at all. I'd like to get off this boat, please. I'd also uh, prefer a uh, spot of tea, if you have it here. You don't have to accommodate him. Tea, I know, is rough. But yes, we're always comfortable and amenable to anything that's happening. You remind me of my grandfather. (laughs) You know how to use a flail. Excellent, a fellow fireblood. I'm sorry I did not see you, my lady. That is a very fine hat you're wearing. Thank you. A gentleman you are. Of course. Well, um, and uh, he also passes a, a kind of a dark-looking, also passes a dark-looking liquid and uh, kind of a jangly uh, rocker glass uh, t- towards you, uh, towards the uh, human human uh, Arthur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Port has it. Oh, if you needed uh, something, this is all I have. Uh, I, s- I smell it. What's it smell like? It smells like uh, gasoline and uh, <laughs> and uh, kind of peat and smoke. Uh, you know, real so smoky. it smells good. I'd drink that. What is this? 
Oh, that is terrible concoction. I, I asked for tea. I do not want this here. That oh, won't do for Arthur Crackwell. Oh, I, oh my God. Um, there you go, my keeb friend, and hands you a... Uh, Did you call me a keeb? Oh, I'm sorry, a keebler. No, it's a new one to, it's a new one to me. I've never heard that before. You've not heard of a keebler. I get it. I hear you are. I um, get it. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> I will suck that bad boy down like the skis ball that I'm looking like right now. And I'll give a little bit to the bat. Absolutely. You don't notice it, and uh, you don't notice it draining in uh, fluid. It appears to be. Ooh. You keep drinking from it, but it, the, the amount of, of liquid it stays about at two thirds full. Lovely uh, trick you have there, Salt. Oh, not a problem. And anyway, I do not mean to waste time. Here we go. Um, about a decade ago, a, a merchant named Osmandius, Ozzy for short, uh, a wide-eyed. Uh, uh, you know, a wide-eyed gnome. Um, uncovered, uh, he was coming to this island and uh, was poking around and uncovered an eight-foot sapphire, partially buried in the gladed area of this island. He declared the precious gem a sacred blessing of Gar Glitter Gold. And uh, before that, history had passed and he had created a temple in honor of his finding. The temple was meant to draw the foreigners and the travelers to this island, and that's, can I say, it worked very well. Too well, actually. The foreigners eventually turned the temple into a symbol of the avarice, which was its seed. The temple to glitter gold became a casino. This casino uh, did quite well, actually, and it is why you all are here. I have a bit over uh, two and a half days. Um, what time is it now currently? Does anyone have a timepiece? It is 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Beautiful. Um, we have a bit over two days uh, to recover uh, the King of Hearts. It is uh, in this casino. It is in the vault, the lower vault of the Church of Luck. Um, but basically, this casino uh, was founded by this gem, and it is still in the lineage of the gnomes of Ozzy's possession. And I mean to use your fine crew. Um, you do seem a bit wary of the worn, a bit peppered, but um, yes, I would like, if possible, to be able to break into the lower vault, if you have those specialities. We are an experienced crew with thus such specialities. <laughs> oh, gosh, sorry. Yes, that's us. So you're, uh, you're asking us to commit a theft? Oh, well, uh, stealing is a bit relative. To be, to be honest with you, every time we've done something like this, it just seems to I'm always just... Just, just committing criminal activities over and Bella, over Bella, again. Bella, must not, you must not look at it like that. We're helping people. Should I, should I try method acting again? Um, that got a little bit dark last time. I don't really want to get back there. No, 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 we won't get back there. This okay. is more like, he said it's a casino. It's corrupted by avarice. We're in fact removing the avarice uh, from that era, area. Um, Salt, you said that there was a sapphire and then there was a something called the King of Hearts. Are they the same thing? I believe the sapphire was merely a means of the King of Hearts being at the casino. The sapphire is being ex inspected on the second day that you will be here. Uh, basically, there is a team of arcanists visiting the island tomorrow, and they mean to inspect the sapphire. 
could be a means of breaking in there on the second day. Or, I know on the third day, Ozzy's daughter is being married. That could take his eye away from us. Also, tonight, if you are feeling it, I know it is not yet the weekend and the guards will be, let's say, a third of what they usually will be. If you mean, perhaps we could break in tonight, do some scouting, while the eyes are not on us. Um, is this your first uh, robbery or heist of this sort? Or have you, uh, are you well accomplished in this? Who is this guy? <laughs> we didn't choose our partners necessarily, but he is very capable. I mean, he's like not a cop, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm furthest from a cop that you could see, but uh, yes, I'm just wondering, uh, is this your first heist, uh, or are you well versed in this? Can I uh, roll an insight check to see if he's lying? Yeah, sure. I don't believe... Uh... You gotta be cagey in this Oh, line. yeah. That's, that's very high. That is a... Uh... Insight. Plus insight, we're looking at 23 total. Ooh. I do not believe Arthur Crackwell is, af- is associated with any forms of security, police, or any kind of uh, even doing well, even doing good. He is a very evil character. So. Uh, no, no, this is not my first. <laughs> no. All right, then. Uh, so you have a plan. Well... I just took your exit there. <laughs> well, he's got good intel is the first thing. He's got three different options already. He's kind of asking us to plan. First night, you said gods will be low. Second night, the sapphire is being inspected. And the third day, there's the daughter's wedding of Ozzy, right? No. So we've got the info. We make the plan. Remember, we're the experts. Sure. This, this is all a bit time. much. Uh... I think that we have a thousand gold each which let's face it y'all i'm gonna kind of point a little bit away from uh salt when i says i don't think this gold's gonna be coming with us so we might as well spend it right yes oh, absolutely so why don't we go have some fun at the temple of luck scout around see what we can and make up a plan absolutely old oh, man salt uh would you happen to know if there's like you know maybe an old library or something in town that maybe you know they would have uh perhaps blueprints of the uh, building or, you know, when it was created? Um, I was not able to get to our blueprints. I, uh, I'm not quite sure if there is a library, but I personally do not have the blueprints. Um, yes, I, I'm sorry. I will not be able to help you with that. I'm sure... Do any of you have a map of the island? Perhaps there could be a uh, some obscure library. Conveniently, we all have these maps that were left in our packages that we opened up. Did you provide these maps there, or did someone else hire us? He was actually hired by a mediary source. I'm not sure. It is possible that they are the ones who planted it. Well, no worries, guys. If I get into a building, I can kind of figure out the infrastructure. Yeah, we just gotta get you off this water. Yes, I don't really like you. Can I hold your hand, maybe? Can of course. I look at those a little bit closer? Absolutely. Yes, thank you. You start to hear a sound of commotion coming from the top deck. You also start hearing seabirds, which is a good show that um, you are getting close to land. Well, our first order of business is to go directly to the casino, right? I think so. I may have a way of persuading some of these guards to give us some leeway in there, even though they're lesser here tonight. I think the best way for us is when we get in there, split up and see and find out what we can. I don't know if I would like to do the gambling. You know, it just it just seems a little bit debaucherous. 
but I might just go sit at the bar, you know, have some cocktails for a while. If you'd like to drink, that's totally okay and keep eyes on everything. Also, alternatively, if you want to accompany some of us as our muscle and silent guardian and, you know, enforcer if somebody were to get too rough or too handsy with us. Oh, I could definitely do that. That is uh, my line of work, as we've seen before. Yeah, but if you want cocktails, I understand that. Take a big puff on his cigar. Yeah, might as well. Just This place seems a little bit nicer than the places we've been to in the past, so maybe just enjoy it. <laughs> oh, I agree with that. I think no job should be done with a completely clear head. It is not good. <laughs> So the, the only door is the door that Solomon came through? Yeah. Okay. Isabel's is going to head up to the deck. Cool. As you head up to the deck, you notice that some people are already unloading. And there appears to be one man in particular who appears to be a very tall elf, around six foot five, very lithe. Lithe? Lithe. I do, I do that every time I say that word. Why do I, I use that word so much? I don't know how to say it. Because uh, Joel uses it. Yeah, I like but he says it correctly, and I just still say it wrong. You, tr- you go with svelte. He's lithe. <laughs> you see a very svelte and lithe elf, about six foot five, who seems to tower over even the other elves there, while being quite skinny and, frankly, quite pale. And you notice he is standing completely stationary as elves work around him. And suitcase after suitcase appears to be unloaded, and he intends to be the first one off this ship. You are able to see, as you kind of look past that, that the ship is heading towards a beautiful tropical island. You see sandy beaches, you see palm trees, you see in the southern region even a sort of kind of little bit of a remnants of the rainforest that hasn't been cleared from here. And in the center of it all, you see an enormous church, completely made of stone with accents of sapphire and yellow and gold everywhere. This is lit up with colorful, magical light, and it looks like a quite the attraction. The center of the church appears to be elevated with no entrance, and there is, appears to be one kind of elevator that leads to a bridge that enters the church. You can see a grand kind of marketplace on the horizon, and you're able to see almost right in front of the docks, kind of put up on a statue and a pedestal, an eight-foot-tall sapphire that is kind of banded in golden ribbons that just looks beautiful. And you can see the sun overhead shining and reflecting off of it. Um, it looks like paradise. And uh, that's what you see. Is there a big sign on top of it, of the this church thing with like a casino sign pointing down? You see a golden nugget kind of over uh, uh, where the bridge enters right into. I have a quick suggestion. Just thought of this. You know, they, people who really respect you know, luck and gambling and rich people, they really, really, really respect other rich people and other powerful people. Of course. Maybe if we pooled all our gold together to maybe one or two of us, I'm gonna look at um, uh, JJ Peppers, and maybe if one of us act like a bodyguard, that would free up the other two to explore around, maybe um, uh, persuade some guards, Mr. Crackwell, or maybe inspect the building, Mr. Boomba. Yeah, that works. I think that's a splendid idea. I think we're dressed quite accordingly. Should we stay in the hotel? We probably will, but can I have your gold? 
all of it? I mean, whatever you're willing to part with. Uh, sure, sure, yeah, it's uh, f- 500 gold. Okay, I'll take 500. Bella? Oh, yeah, yeah, you can have 500 of my gold, too. 500? There you go, use 800. I'm not really doing anything with it. Okay, so 1800. Uh, I'm going to give it all to JJ Peppers. All right, JJ Peppers. Keep track of your gold, guys, too. Yeah. So I gave you, I'm going to give you all of mine. So you're at 2,800 now, plus your own, you're at 3,800. All right, what kind of, what kind of position could he have? I'll be his agent, Tracy McGinnis. How about he is in uh, the stock game or trading of uh, magic coins? Trading of magic coins. Perhaps a rubber nipple salesman. And you said this isn't your first time, right? You've been around uh, people with wealth? Trading of magic items. Yes, sir. Vague enough, believable enough. But we can probably just use our real names, too. It's going to become really confusing for us. I've never been here before. Uh, perhaps he sells, uh, he hires adventurers and gets uh, magic weapons to sell. There we go. He deals in magic weapons. That sounds good. Are you down with this, JJ? Of course. Arms dealer. Vague. Intermediary is a popular word in these circles, I think. We're cruising up to this uh, paradise, and I've got 3,800 gold, and I just say, you know, it's nice when work sends you somewhere with nice weather, and it's a nice scenic room. All right, well, um, Isabella, are you still on the top deck? Yeah. You're able to notice as it kind of goes sailing in, there are two docks. One appears to be more for freight ships for for merchants for things like that and the only boats that are anywhere near the main docks uh closer to the center of the bay are very very elegantly designed like royal corsairs like it it looks like hot shit you're able to even notice from just being on the top deck uh isabella that this is a very ornate and regal looking ship um it would give you the impression that bums don't come here very nice place. And it is crawling up, and now all the ropes are being hoisted. It is being dragged to the dock now. Um, how do you guys want to proceed? I will take all of uh, JJ Pepper's um, luggage and not let him carry a thing and insist that Bella come close with us and quickly try to separate um, from Boomba, Salt, and uh, Arthur Crackwell just to get to the casino. And I'll say, we'll meet up later somewhere. Also, we'll figure it out. also, before everyone completely disperses, uh, I'd like... Da, I would like to remind you, this is a very small island. You can walk from one end to the other in less than 20 minutes. It is a vol- very small exclusive group. If anyone has disguises or a arcanist spell that can transform you, it would not hurt to have a different look about you, as this is a very small town. They will n- know that we are here, they will recognize us. Disguises are helpful. What's our feelings on goblins? To be honest, you have uh, exceeded many of my expectations. You are not the average goblin. You talk uh, in an elevated sense. Whoever knows I'm the smartest goblin of all goblins. I'm going to space one day. I like you. (laughs) I'm not sure about their stance on goblins, but um, disguises I would recommend if you have. And I begin to don, um, again, some... Just slowly putting on some shitty uh, makeup to get rid of some of these purple and kind of just blend it into a cream color to kind of look human. Um, and, and again, these horns, I'm, I'm just trying to kind of cover them a bit. I have I have some cloth and I'm trying to kind of wrap that around in a turban sense. 
uh, to kind of cover my horns if I, the best I can. And I do have a disguise kit. You have a disguise kit? I do have a disguise okay, kit. Okay, you would be able to appear human. Okay, groovy. However way you would want to be able to do that. Groovy. Um, what, you know, at the same time it would be if anyone investigates it, it's a check. 100%. All right. All right um, I pull out Groucho Marx glasses from my briefcase <laughs> with the nose and the mustache. What will this do? You are very vexing, my friend. <laughs> JJ will ignore the advice and strut even firmer than usual, and he will cue behind the live elf. Okay, he all right. Will, he will be second in line. While people are kind of gathering, they haven't made a line, particularly because they seem to be... It's about, I would say, 40 people that have started to kind of come out and gawk at the scene. Um, look like a mix between merchants, lesser nobles. The most impressive man by far appears to be the elf, and they are kind of giving him a wide berth. As you kind of get a little bit closer up, you do notice some very steely-eyed elves appear to be checking you out and looking at you. Just aloof, as if this is where I'm supposed to be, second in line. Uh, I'll go up to one of those steely-eyed elves and be like, uh, hey man, uh, we got a problem? <laughs> Please step back from the prince. All right. I just want to... We'll do that. Please step back from the prince! I'm not close to the prince, though, right? Oh, okay. I thought you said you were sauntering out from there. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm talking to one of the elves who's looking at yeah. J.J. Peppers. Um, well, hold on. Let's think about who you're talking to here. The prince is the only person of power upon this ship. Okay. Got another impressive gentleman who's just queuing up right behind him. I promise nothing will happen to him. If nothing happens to my man. Sounds good. Just watch your berth. Will do. All right. And we're good departing first. That's understood. Um, as long as my man's right after. I don't see anyone else around. Sounds good to me. All right. Hey, you guys got a smoke? No. Okay. Okay. I'm just, I'm going to stand right there with, uh, with them. Okay. Just, they're just... They're literally just looking kind of out to the docks. They're kind of looking around. Like, they're they're all kind of on vacation, too, a little bit, but they still got to, like, show up a little bit. What you do notice as you're kind of standing there, and they start bringing the, the ship to the dock, it appears that an array of gnomes in blue and gold armor, plate armor, have taken position at the top of the dock. It's a very long, ornate dock with, like, blue and gold ribbons that are kind of decorating it. And as the prince departs, starts walking, and the crew follows with him, and uh, J.J. Peppers does as well, you can see him approaching the uh, female gnome that appears to be in the center. And she has a shield that is pure gold with a blue inlet right in the middle of it. And uh, he appears to be walking straight towards her. Is the elf the prince and the gnome is the princess? Saucy, eh? Your joke ring don't overstep with royalty, okay? Maybe maybe pull it back just a touch. Just trying to establish your greatness as well. Understood. You, you did it well. We're standing to the back, and I'm going to message both of you one time, like, perhaps we meet at the bar later. Yes. <laughs> well, if you can keep doing that, you want to ask them how they think that works out? You know, the real big elf, real small, you know. Anything we should know about that big elf and the small people? Please, <laughs> cease the communication on that front. 
I'm not messaging Boomba. They don't want to talk about it right now. Well, then it'll just stay in my imagination. Hmm. <laughs> uh, who are you talking to, Goblin? Myself. <laughs> All right. <laughs> as you approach, or as the elf, uh, the prince approaches the uh, central gnome, she puts away her shield and she dawns out a small notebook and you see her just start writing in it and she gives him the pass but she stops a lot of the guards and kind of gets you can see her taking notes and exchanging questions with some of the guards after about two minutes that whole party has been cleared through but um, you notice that the rest of the gnomes are making a line just a a wall and she appears to be um, after she talks to the last elf in the party uh, are you still following JJ? just walking aloof and like you know she turns her eyes towards two. you and name JJ Peppers occupation procurer and intermediary of what magical items and adventurers have you been here before never only heard good things though well, uh, just make sure you mind the rules of our stay. Uh, don't cause too much of trouble, especially in the bar area. Um, and there are two hotels of procurement on the island. You can either go to the Badger Hotel or the Chipmunk Hotel. Um, if you would like to check out, there will be somebody at the docks here on your departing visit who will keep records of all of these. Thank you so much. I do have one question if you were so kind. I... Am noticeable in large crowds. Sometimes, is it against the rules to use disguise magic um, in the bar, casino area? Just so I'm not recognized. The front doors have an anti-magic zone that will purge any disguises that when they walk through it. Perfect. Thank you so much, and uh, I appreciate your time, and I look forward to my stay. I would say that if you are disguised within the casino and anyone notices it, you will be probably brought back for questioning immediately. Perfect. I'm glad. Let's go, God. Uh, guard, may I get him? I need your name as well. Uh, I'm not his guard. I'm his agent. Agent. But our guard is right here. Uh, my name is Joel Corinne Sianada, and this is our bodyguard, Isabella Blackthorne. I'm not allowed to talk. Why not? As Mr. Peppers doesn't like me talking too much. It says I say stupid things. All right, just uh, remain here for about ten seconds while I write some generic visual descriptions of you. You may talk, my daughter. Isn't she a lovely young thing? Are you with them? Uh, or wait, are we on separate? I don't. I thought you two said. Yeah, like, you can be. Can you can be if you want to yeah. be. I don't know. He could walk up at that time. Yeah. While we're talking, that's fine. Sure. Oh, that's your daughter. No, it is. And your name? My name is Salmon. Salmon Blackthorn? No, not Salmon. 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 And your profession? Oh, that would be a professional swimmer. Professional swimmer. Interesting. Well, I was. Yeah. Well, at your age. Enjoy your retirement. Uh, you all can pass through. Thank you. Saunter off. All right, uh, let's do the next group uh, who has not gone through, Boomba and Arthur. How are you guys playing this? Uh, walking up. Got my Groucho Marx glasses on uh, as I walk up. Here. Good day. Could you take those glasses off? Yes. <laughs> I start to take them off. And your nose comes off with it. Mm-hmm. Very funny. Your name? 
Uh, the name is Arthur Crackwell. Arthur Crackwell. Occupation? Uh, ooh, interesting. Uh, I'm a bit of the retired sort. Retired? And how long will you be staying with us? Well, that's, uh, until I either lose all my money or make all my money. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, greetings, God. Name's Boomba Big Arms. line of questioning before, I'll just tell you that my occupation is an architect, and I would very much love to see the Grand Church of Luck. It's so beautiful. It is designed to be immaculate. Do you know who happened to design it? Um, it was designed by one of Ozzy's cousins. Oh, very good. Uh, are they still living, or is this, uh, you know... Well, they reside months? permanently in Baldur's Gate. Oh, very good. It's quite far. Well, thank you. Uh, th- th- thank you for all that. I'll... I'll if you, have, if you have any, if you have any questions, go ahead and let us know. If you have any problems, let us know as well. Uh, is there anywhere you might think that I could, you know, maybe speak to someone who uh, has a working knowledge of the buildings on this island? You might want to discuss this with uh, the floor boss, Belina. She is the one that is most up to date on the architecture and whatnot. Um, you might ask her at your own risk, however. She can be a little surly. Oh, excellent. That's fine. I've, I've dealt with Sully before, you know. A lot of people that are, you know, in charge of a lot, they usually get, you know, pretty pent up. All right. Be All right. <laughs> Move along then. Long line. And so now that kind of everyone is cleared, um, let's talk about the group of four that went through first and what you're going to see. You immediately come off the dock and it goes to this beautiful beach. There is a small tent where every single time you see, or there is a small tent on the beach where as all of the new arrivals come in, you see what appears to be a small gnome shooting fireworks into the air with his hands in a celebratory fashion, blue and yellow and white going into the air. And it is almost uh, like how vacation destinations are, where they kind of lead you around. They don't give you many options. There is a single path walking straight towards a podium where the glitter stone is on display for everyone. You see people making sketches of it around it. You see people praying around it. Little gnomes, specifically the gnomes, appear to be reverent of it. And then you just see people in awe, just looking around. There is about, you know, a 10-foot barrier and it appears to be four gnomes in front of it guarding it at any time but this appears to be a popular spot for pilgrims to almost contemplate the will of Garl Glittergold beyond that you do see a market um, you know with wealthy people kind of going in and out and uh, um, usually the stuff you see has is food drink and trinkets jewels more high-end merchandise in this market. You also see a small stone building that appears to be a barracks where you can see multiple um, of, they are referred to as glitter knights, going in and out of. All of the gnomes that appear to be working security are dressed in some of the most well-made and regal armor you have ever seen in your life. And you will also notice Uh, Within the Glitter Knights, it is exclusively gnomish. You do not see anyone of any authority that is not a gnome on this island. Um, Other than that, you see to the left the Grand Church of Luck, the elevated platform that goes up to the entrance. Um, It appears that they funnel everyone through a single building before they allow them into the Church of Luck. 
Further on, you can see two large buildings on the island in the distance. One appears to be designed like a human castle, covered in gold and blue decorations, flags and whatnot. And then way off on the northern tip of the island, you can see a grand elven sort of castle. And uh, you can see just in a sign on both of them. On the elven castle, it says the chipmunk. On the human castle, it says the badger. Jokerin, which one is more advantageous uh, placed on the island? The one farther away from the docks, close to the docks, in between. Which one? The chipmunk or the badger? Uh, give me one second, and I'm going to go uh, <laughs> to my bat and have the bat Tuvia fly up in the air and kind of like do like a, you said it's like 20 minutes walking from each side of the island, but you like. You can make it probably there in 10 minutes and back. He's probably just kind of doing a quick circle looking to see where like, I have a map here, but just like which one would probably have the best kind of, um, I guess just kind of the layout a little bit. Um, it seems like from what I'm looking at the map that the badger would have more, it'd be closer to all the other buildings. Whereas the, uh, the elven one, the chipmunk would be a little bit more remote. Am I getting that correct? Yes. Yeah. So I guess I'll just uh, send uh, Tuvia up to kind of look around and see if he notices any sort of like little um, like paths that would be heading to the back of a casino, the casino, the Grand Temple or whatever. Um, well, let's start with the casino first, and then we'll do that. Okay. So it'll take him about, it's not too far. He can do a lap around the casino in five minutes. And just looking for that, not only does it appear there aren't any entrances, it appears to be just almost a pure stone wall up until about even 30, 40 feet of about a 60 feet building. It appears that uh, there is very much a top layer that looks easily accessible and a bottom layer that does not look so easily accessible. As he goes around further to the hotels, um, I don't think uh, Cat would be able to pick up too much, um, but the one thing I think that he would be able to communicate is that the chipmunk appears to be more elegant and the badger appears to be more inelegant. Well, even though they are both quite elegant. Sure. Comparatively, the chipmunk seems like almost like a you know an engineering marvel. Like it appears to be a like designed to look amazing. Well, that would be my suggestion that we uh, check out um, the the badger hotel, as it seems to be a little bit closer to everything else happening. Um, but those walls, those are 40 feet tall walls that are also protecting something below. Ah, oh, they are quite large. That is the original, I believe, the Badger. The first of the two towers. In my heyday, I would climb those walls without a thought. But <laughs> now it is your job. <laughs> Thank you, Salt. Now it's... <laughs> Badger? Um, yes. As the agent, I believe that is your choice. I'll go book it immediately. Uh, can I borrow, like, a hundred gold? Of, uh, yes. You wanna, you wanna just run and do that errand quickly and then we continue, or do you wanna all go there together? Uh, I'll do it ahead of schedule. Um, that way you kind of arrive with some sort of, like, plan. Of course, yes, a couple hundred gold. Can I just run ahead and, and book that? We don't have to role play it if you don't want to. I mean, like, I'm just trying to get a room for us, but I am demanding something nice for a man who procures magical weapons. Uh, items. We have multiple rooms available. 
Um, we have our regular rooms, which run at 200 gold, and we have our courtyard rooms, which will run 600 and can uh, fit multiple people. Our royal estate room here in the Badger has currently been occupied by Prince Utsi, however. Oh. Well, because uh, JJ Peppers is such a high roller, we'll just take a 200 right now, and uh, he'll, he'll use the rest in the casino. All right. Would you like to drop off any bags? Um, no. There will be a suitcase arriving eventually. Understood. A briefcase. Uh, 200 gold, please. I'll give them the 200 gold. Perfect. <coughs> All right. Uh, the other guy, uh, Arthur and Boomba. As we walk off and we see these gnomes doing all this magic, I look at Boomba and go, terribly trite theatrics here. Oh, yeah, you know, it's like those things are just like gunpowder and, you know, something else. You know, put them in a little casing and light it on fire. Might be magic, but all right, uh, whatever. Magic is... You always talk about magic. It's so easy. Just build something and then it makes something happen. That's too much work when I could just snap my fingers and make something happen. Uh, Where should we go from here? Well, uh, I guess we should start uh, investigating things. Shall we just go to the casino then? I believe we should just go to the casino, yeah. Alright, I still have some money left. Let's go there. As you approach, you notice that the casino has is almost built up on a cliff where there is no actual entrance there is a pagoda in front of it in which you walk up the stairs and then there is a bridge leading into the church the pagoda seems to be where everyone gets funneled into you can notice that it's very crowded as you walk through um kind of shoulder to shoulder as everybody's kind of like pushing in especially at this time of day where people appear to be recovering from the night before and are heading back in are you guys heading towards the church? The, uh, yeah, yeah. the casino, yeah. All right. Uh, real quick, I want to check in on, since he ran off, JJ and Saul and Isabella, what are you guys doing? I believe we'd be um, halting on the side of the road, waiting for the agent to return. And once he did, we'd be heading to the Church of Luck altogether. Okay. And while we are waiting, I might be talking to Saul and saying, uh, I you know, we are an expert group, but we lean on our allies when we must. What are your thoughts going into the uh, casino temple for the first time? I see a well-seasoned, well-peppered, and confident group. You seem to have your loose ends, but I can see how you do get things done. There is a good amount of versatility here. Also, do you think this artist, this is not the best. And I hold up a picture of the, uh, the blue sapphire. I did buy one of the artists. I would like to, if, if possible. I, I wanted to get that in. One of the artists who was sketching the blue sapphire there. Oh, yeah. Glitter gold. And uh, uh, there was, you said there was a number of artists uh, selling that for... Yeah, they were sketching and exactly. drawing and gnomes if, that are kind of painting in yeah, reverence. If possible, I would have liked to pick one of those up for however much it costs. It's going to be... This is an insane price. It's five gold. I understand that's a painting. There is nothing on this island that is sold for less than a gold. All groovy. I like how easy that is. Mm-hmm. No, it's 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 role play. It's 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 how it would work. 
No, it's I'm not just, making it easier. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, with the copper and silver stuff. Oh, sometimes. no, no, yeah. no. Yeah, no, copper and silver exist, but nobody here. They're so yeah. rich. Yeah. They don't have that stuff. Plus, this is the past, right? This is the past. So. All right, uh, you have that. Um, JJ, you guys are waiting. Isabella, anything? No, I will never leave uh, JJ out of arm's reach of myself, out of Isabella's reach. And if there's any way that I could shade him at all, I will try to stand in a direction Perfect. where the sun is coming down so that JJ Peppers is always in my shade. All right, it is now 3 o'clock. We will cut to Arthur and Boomba walking into the casino. While we are walking to the casino, I'm going to cast message just to him to see if it keeps going past the doors. Smart. So we were just saying, can you hear me still? And then, you know, hopefully yeah. you say back, and then we just keep doing that until we get through the doors and then see cool. what happens after we get through the doors. As you enter the pagoda and go up and up these circular stairs, you see this grand bridge in front of you. You see two trees that obviously do not fit this biome at all and these enormous cherry blossom trees that are kind of dropping little pink leaves and whatever and you see a grand statue of garl glitter gold in front of the hotel or instead in front of the church and people have thrown blue and yellow flowers all over it as a sign of good luck inside of the casino before they enter. It kind of funnels you in um, to these two doors. There's really only one options, but I, I would like both of you to give me a perception check as, as you walk um, closer to the statue. Eight. Uh, that's ten. Ten? You notice some windows to the side that are not near any entrance, but that's about it. They appear to be blacked out and you can't see inside of them. Gotcha. All right. As you guys see, the doors are all kind of swung open and people are just kind of piling in um, on the outside. So you guys heading in? Yeah, yeah still doing the, the uh, message thing. thing back and forth. Perfect, perfect. Um, are you testing to see if it is inside the casino or yes. if it's... Okay. Yeah. As you walk through, in those doorways, you cannot hear or sense any of the message you are trying to send. But as you kind of breach it into the cool interior of the casino those powers do seem to come back. Can you hear me? Oh, that's great news. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Seems things are coming up Team Nexus here. <laughs> As you enter the church, every single one of your senses picks up on something new. You see the breath of the casino and it is filled with vibrant lights, bright colors, and fancy furniture. Everything here is A-plus tier. You smell various oil, oils and floral smells, and the air is cool and still. The floor itself has been painted gold and you see another statue of Garl turning the other way, facing the entirety of the casino. There are stairs leading down, and the statue attempts to peer over and almost looks at the whole casino floor. Um, so it dips down. The casino dips down. Yeah, so you, you guys go down to a slightly lower level. So this is almost, the when you enter, there is a balcony area right there. Yep, you guys are right there on the seat there, and there's the first statue, and there's the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're able to see that there are two rooms that appear to not be for 
um, guests that guests are diverted from through a series of ropes on this kind of upper level a little bit. And you can see some glitter knights going in and out of it and then appears what appears to be some kind of more bureaucratically dressed gnomes in more gold and blue robes than any type of armor. But you're able to see that those rooms appear to be off limits for visitors. Well, should we uh, play a game or two or uh, perhaps keep casing the joint, as they say? Yeah, I'm like gloomy. This place is wild. It's swank. I mean, he's got a lot to learn from Gold Glitter Glow, I'll tell you that much. Who? Yeah, it would be it. My, my gold, Goblin Gold. That one. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, but uh, should we play a game or two? Or perhaps uh, see what our luck is here? No, I think that's a pretty good idea. See where the uh, the guards stand as we are playing games. Uh, see if uh, what's going on there. Is that, I'm, I'll send this to a message about the guards. Cool. Um, as you guys go further into the casino, you descend down the stairs. You immediately see two things. The first is a series of weird gnomish inventions with three slots and a lever. Um, if you pull it, one of six things pops up in each slot. So if you guys want to play slots, let me know. And um, against the wall, you can see... see here. You guys can notice that in the left and right of both of it's kind of a mirror area. You can see what appears to be a cashier trading out gold for chips. People are lining up there not only to buy chips, but to retrieve them. In the center of the room, you see a large bar that is kind of established as the main focal area. There is a piano. There is a gnome playing very soft music, and there are tables abound where people are drinking and celebrating and have a good time. From this main bar area, there are three paths that lead outward. There is a goal or there is a blue carpet that leads to a more religious looking area the doors are currently closed but it appears to be somewhat more formal a white path leads to an area that is open that appears to be a restaurant and feasting hall and the gold one appears to um, lead to a more off-limits area that appears to be designed for high rollers you can see various table games lounge areas and whatnot Um, But as for that, that's all you can see on the floor. Within the floor, you're able to see two doors at the back, sort of closer to the high roller area. And, um... Right. And those you are... Those are really the only doors you do not know how to place of where they go to right now. Uh, What's your guys' move? I think I guess we go get chips. Or to, yeah, if you want to do the chips. Should I'll we uh, inquire here with them uh, about this certain heart of heart of gold? What's it? The heart, King of Hearts item? Have I don't think we should talk about that at all. Okay. That probably just brings suspicion to us. Um, I'm going to sit at the bar a moment. I'm going to draw down some of the schematics in here. Sure. I'll sit there and see if they'll get me a tea. Absolutely. All right. What can I get you, gents? I'll take uh, one of you. Uh, do you have tea here? Get your tea. I'll take any type tea. of uh, hibiscus flavorings, any lemon rind, anything we can get for you other than that, or just a basic tea? Uh, I tell you what, I have a whipped cream that we can add to the top, and I have a lemon rind that will be just wonderful. We dip it in the honey and let it ferment slightly. Ah, yes. Uh, Arthur's lips start to 
sort of lick his lips and goes, I'll take one of those. People are finally talking Arthur's language right now. (laughs) Two gold? Of course. Here you go. All right. And you, sir? I'll have your tallest beer, but nothing gnomish. All right. You just see him... (laughs) His little legs kind of dip in the air. And you can see him kind of rummaging around in there. And he comes up with a boot a boot glass for you that is filled with dwarven ale slides that towards you two gold yeah and then you see him fiddling around even with like a steamer thing in there and then he's like sifting all the ingredients and whatnot and then he just gives it a kiss on the side of the cup and hands it to you <laughs> he hands it to me i rub the side of it where the kiss was and then i drink from the <laughs> other side question casinos they have a lot of ads up and stuff are there any ads up around not really nothing i mean you can see that um the blue carpet leads to sort of the religious area there appears to be listed times there from when they do masses okay all right and then uh but other than that and there will be prices that are kind of listed alongside the dining hall but um you can tell that the gold carpet um doesn't offer much information seems more vip and there's no like magicians doing any sort of uh, magic act with two tigers or anything like that. No, there is a gnome pianist uh, who is tapping away on the keys. And, uh, Would you say he's tickling the ivories? He is tickling. His fingers are so short, and he just makes it work, you know? Uh, so I, I guess we drink our drinks, and I'd be like, let us get some gold or chips. Perhaps start uh, seeing what sort of clientele hangs around here, and you can start... Uh, Get in and look around. I'll yeah, I'll play absolutely. Some bets, or? Absolutely. I'm just gonna get some. Yeah, I'll finish these drawings of like the main. I'll just finish the drawings of the main room. Kind of cool. focus on that. Uh, then go to grab chips with him. Perfect. Can. All right. Uh, let's grab chips for you guys, and I'll switch to that. So, all right. All right. What can I do for you, gentlemen? We'd like some of your uh, gambling discs, please. <laughs> how much would you like? Discs. Uh, <laughs> how many discs is one? required to use in a game the games typically require at least five gold to play sure and how much go is one ch- uh gambling disc worth? it's a one-to-one ratio with the gold and the chips well i guess i'll take uh 200 chips all right there you go and so you sir i'll take 100 i'm just kind of slow at this news i'm just learning now you know no judgment here sir all right uh and as, after you guys, as you guys are kind of in line and gathering all that stuff, let's cut back to uh, the J.J. Peppers and Salman and uh, Loker, uh, Joel Crean and uh, Isabella crew. Once, uh, once Joel Crean is back, we'll head to the Church of Luck. And then, uh, Salt, do you want to, like I said, what, what's, what are you thinking once you get in there? What's your plan? No, I have brought uh, numerous documents, uh, part of a forgery kit. I was considering perhaps forging documents and saying I was there to help with a blessing of something in the lower level. Saying that I was perhaps a part of the garlic, garlic little gold religion myself, an arcanist and a blesser. I was going to say perhaps I could find the way down and then you would be the ones going down as my body is less than forthright. Excellent. If that were to work, if you could find the way down. I believe I can. These guards, they may be gnomish, but they have lost much of their integrity on this island. Well, they're well armored, so be careful. I fear not. 
Is that joke Korean coming back? <laughs> <laughs> I got us a room. It was hella expensive. I tell you what. Um, but should we go check out the casino? Bella? Permission to speak, mister. No, 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 no. Bella, it's okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We should go check out the casino now. Bella, you can throw it on whenever you want. You, you know, I just, I just want to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be your bodyguard. You know? She's trying to find that middle ground of, uh, you know, method acting that we talked about. You guys have been talking about method acting, and whenever I question you for the story about that, you guys all go dark at that point, and, like, I really need that chapter finished. I don't know what happened. Maybe we can talk about it when I when we get back, Mr. Peppers. And... It's, it's, just, it's just a lot to process. Okay, well, you can be yourself. You can do anything you want, Thank uh, you. Isabella. But yeah, uh, uh, Joe Cream, maybe lead down. Oh, right, right, right. But about that last chapter, darkness. Darkness. Let's just say that. Uh, away to the casino? Yeah, yeah, lead the way. Perception check for everyone there. I will recuse myself because I am aloof to yeah. the maximum. Oh man, <laughs> this is one of my strengths, and I got a crit one. <laughs> so. A fifteen. Fifteen. Twelve. Um, Saul, you're able to notice there appears to be a lone gnomish warrior dressed more garishly than the rest. He has a large katana on his back, and he almost has what appears to be like a blue and gold samurai helm. He is making his way kind of past you guys, walking towards the beach. And you're the only one that picks up on this as the other ones are kind of arguing back and forth. And you just notice him immediately go into like a zen-like state and he's practicing swinging his sword on the beach. And his moves appear to be quite dangerous looking. Sick. Mr. Fancy Boy on the right. Kind of, I kind of like nod subtly to them so they can catch it as well. So they all see it. Take notice of that. Hmm. They look pretty solid, though, Branson. You said the moves. He looks quite accomplished. Hmm. This is what I was thinking. I was, I was thinking about taking about stealing his armor, but that wouldn't work very well, would it? <laughs> Do it. It is know, four. He's nah, a gnome. It is four on one. What chance does he have? <sighs> Let's go to the casino. Stay focused, you guys. Hopefully, we don't even see him ever again. <laughs> to fight him later, hopefully. All right, you guys heading to the casino? Yes. All right, same situation where you notice it all. All of the roads on this place, you guys know how casinos are kind of designed to be like labyrinths? You would know better than us. They try to trap you. They try to trap you, but not only that, every single road at some point or another will lead to the church. And you're kind of following this path that kind of flanks along the northern beach. So the Badger Hotel kind of goes along that. <laughs> you guys all right? Are you spilling beers? You want me to call that out or you want me to just let that slide? The, the call it out, call it out. At a certain point. Jump in by our feet. I kept kicking them over. <laughs> You see, as you kind of go along this path on the northern beach, what appears to be like an almost orcishly designed tavern. It is almost like like a big kind of strung up teepee, but almost two, three stories with like loping kind of, um, you know, like a, 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 a like cloth ruse, if you know what I mean. Is that not warlords? Yeah, the, that is the... Um, you know, you would be able to say from your map that is called the Warlord's Holiday, and it appears to be a tavern and a tavern alone. It's a kick-ass tavern name. Yeah, we should go there. 
All right, and as you guys kind of walk, you see the same thing that the other guys saw earlier, the single pagoda that kind of funnels everybody in together, and then you kind of walk towards, and give me another perception check as you guys are walking across this grand bridge. And no matter what you've ever seen in your life, this is the fanciest shit you have ever seen. 19. All right, anybody else roll higher than a 17? No very low for me okay as you're kind of walking across this grand bridge i think everyone else gets distracted by the cherry blossoms the flashes of gold the banners of blue and gold and you can kind of make out jj in the corner of your eyes you catch it there's these two windows that appear to be blacked out and you just catch just for a moment you can see a pair of human eyes or a pair of eyes kind of watching through those as you kind of proceed into the church aware You see a grand statue of Garl Glittergold that people are touching, praying to, uh, trying to get luck from. And as you enter the casino, you see the exact same sights. These this wide kind of main area that's meant for revelry and party. People are drinking, people are having a good time, people are gambling. Some are losing money and look pretty distraught, some are winning and look pretty happy. It's the standard fare you would see. You see these strange gnomish slot machines there. And the most important thing is it's like sensory overload. Lots of lights, lots of smells, lots of people moving around, music, hustle and bustle. Um, What do you guys wanna do? Oh, I would say you guys also noticed the same thing that they noticed of the two areas that appear to be off limits to guests that are kind of in the elevated area there. I would suggest to JJ Peppers, who I assume is going to go gamble. Yes, uh, that's my first suggestion, but go ahead. That we uh, pay pay tribute to uh, the statue outside. The statue's outside. I noticed the eyes on them. I think uh, that's part of the security measures are the statues themselves. And the eyes of the statues are watching us? They are. They are. Perhaps all of the statues inside as well. Very well. Maybe we should pay tribute uh, and see if we notice anything else really quickly. You want to? You want to go and check it out? I'm just, just, just real quick. I'll follow you, of course. It could be good luck. He's the god of luck. Okay, okay. After that, I believe I would like to get the chips and go immediately to the high roller section to establish credibility and perhaps lose a boatload of money. (laughs) So, if our hotel bill was any indication of the cost around here, I'm not sure that we're going to be able to pass as high rollers yet, but let's hope that Gargler Gold is looking kindly upon you. Lead the way. Um, And Salt, are you... Uh, going to enact your plan of potentially finding some entrance to Cat. No, I will find I will find the way down the fastest and easiest way. I plan to procure some of these uh, forged documents for my occupation. I, I might find the nearest lavatorium. Perfect, perfect. Uh, I'll go up to the statue um, and with JJ and Bella until Salt, you can come if you want. Sure, I'll go, I'll go up as well. Kind of kneel and maybe touch his feet. I okay. don't know. Um, and just pray for good luck. Uh, oh, Garl Glittergold, um, we need a win. Things are looking down. We need a win. Okay. Uh, and then I'm also looking up to kind of look at the eyes that JJ told me about. Uh, insight, perception, arcana, investigation, perception, What do you want, whatever you want to do. Perception. Okay. 
That's a 20. Dirty. You look at the eyes and you can't say any, see anything special from the eyes themselves. They appear to be just the same marble as the rest of the statue. However, just on feeling alone, the hair kind of rises on your arm to see that maybe this is something different than just the eye type of thing. However, because of your prayer, you have guidance for the next hour. Ooh, cool. Um, JJ feeling as if he's being watched and trying to establish Hakava, he'll talk to the statue and amongst his friends as if he was not being watched and say, there's a lot of stokes in the fire right now. I'm worried about this deal coming up. We've got a lot of car. We've got a lot of stuff. We've got a lot of stuff in the warehouse. We need to move it well. We need to move it quick. And I, I don't normally buy into this religious stuff, let alone this gnomish bullshit. But listen, Garo, if that's your fucking name, if you're there, I want you to help me get through this arms week get through these next couple ten days and then we'll be golden after that I swear I'll stop but until then you gotta help me in this church of luck here's Bree praise to you let's fucking go guidance for an hour thank you DM can I get an insight check is there any like genuine nice to what he's saying or is he just putting on a ruse are you talking to you about yeah yeah if I'm here I'm I, listening I think, I think you, you would, would be able to tell that it's a ruse that it's a ruse yeah yeah, yeah I generally I got it there was a, a ruse but he was just he was selling it so well <laughs> I just I was like man he was, he's a bard Pepino, baby Pepino may, may believe this alright there we go that's good and then um, look to Joe Crane to see if we're done here and as he nods we uh I would like to go to the to the uh, gold for um, chips place, unless those others in the party had other ideas. Because I want to try to get into that high rollers area, and I'm gonna fucking go for it. I think we're all behind that. I mean, salt. You can do whatever you want, but I think we're uh, Bella and Joel Crane are staying next to JJ. I think that is a fine idea. I will. Procure the way down, and then I will meet you in that area. Before we part paths, just point me in the direction, and I shall meet you there. Perfect, and I can message you once I see you, as long as you're, you know, within 50 or 60 feet of me, so we can be subtle once you return. As you guys walk down the stairs to the cashier, and you're going wherever you wish to go, you do notice that there is Boomba and Arthur who have just walked away with their chips, who have just procured their chips, while you're kind of in line for a minute before that. Um, everybody give me a perception check. It is now four o'clock. Eighteen. Poop. Okay. Thirty twenty. Any but who's over fifteen? If you're over fifteen, you notice that in front of the second statue, the statue that's on the inside of the casino, kind of looking over everything, talking directly in front of it, appear to be a very well kept with very clean kind of combed hair gnomish woman talking to a man a gnomish man with a kind of pope like blue and gold hat um, he is wearing a robe that is not buttoned and a like kind of unbuttoned chest length shirt here and he appears to be some sort of authority figure and him and the woman are having a very kind of uh, serious conversations with neutral facial expresses as they kind of 
cast their gaze over the entirety of the casino. There are two glitter knights on both sides of them that is kind of buying them some space, and uh, they just appear to be discussing, you know, talking, looking out towards the casino. Um, so this is on top of the second statue after we walked in the casino? Yeah, in the kind of balcony overlooking the bar. Okay. Come, you booby boomba, get your... Uh, head out of the clouds. We have gambling to hey, do. Hey, look at them. They look real fucking important up there. What? Turn what? And turn around. Don't look, look, but you know, you know. A subtly look <laughs> up there. <laughs> yeah, you're able to see him. It's one of the, he's a gnome, a little overweight. He's, every single one of his fingers is wearing a ring. He's got a big gold chain, big thing of chest hair, but he's wearing a Pope's hat and a rope. Terribly tiny people. Uh, well, you know, let's just stand under them and see if we can maybe heal. All right. Uh, should we make our way back over there, try to drop some eaves. You guys trying to be incognito? How you playing? I'll, Tell I'll, me every detail I'll about how you want to solve walking it. Up with There's them. multiple chairs right underneath them. It's about a seven-foot balcony, um, and they're kind of standing right there. Okay, I will, I'll pull them to one of the tables. We'll sit down, I'll pull out the map and just kind of start like pointing at stuff to him, making it look like we're planning our day together. Okay. Like to go see the beach, drawing like little lines on the map. All right. Uh, perception. Um, I think that's like something you, I don't think you guys will have to roll anything for being incognito. It's pretty good and pretty solid plan. So perception to see if you can hear him whisper, like I'm talking. Oh, God damn it. Nine. All right. You're able to make out some of it. <laughs> and he goes, about seven. And you're able to hear one. They're kind of, you hear numbers like, okay, well, 11,000. Yeah, we're doing that. Something like that. Not as bad as Tuesday. And then, what about the augers? What are they saying? And and then, well, just tell them to get on it. And hopefully by tomorrow we have it figured out. And you see him walk off towards the right, staying on kind of the top balcony. And he, and the Pope important businessman seems to go towards the, uh, not, he stays on the top and he goes into one of the employee only rooms over there. But the other woman is just remaining there and she's kind of walking back and forth, just looking over everything. I'm a bit hard of hearing. I think I haven't cleaned these ears out in a while. I missed most of that. It's all right, so did I. Let's just, uh, you know, go gamble. We've got all the things to, you know, look out for. We'll scope out the guards, see where they're positioned, and uh, try to perhaps earn a bit of coin while we're here. Yeah, let's just draw these, you know, machines that we can sit at, pay little bounce at a time, and then kind of just get a lay of the area, you know? Let us put our discs in there. (laughs) Did you really have to say it like that? Put our discs in there. Was there something wrong with that? No. All right, you guys playing slots? Yep. 3D, get 3D6s. Oh, boy. All right. So when you roll, there are six things. All right. You need to match two of the dice in order to win. So it's a five and 12 chance, essentially. But that is made up for where is if you get and you get double your money back if you get those. If you get three of something, you get five times your money. Uh, but, or no, oh, you get four times. Hold on, I have it right here. So go ahead and roll three dice. You go. Cost five gold. Or, but you can put in more than five gold if you want. I lost. All right, you need five gold. If five any of the dice match, slides. all right. They went in order though. Doesn't do anything. There's no straight. So one is a sh- when you put the money in, the one 
If you roll a one, that's a donkey showing up. If you roll a two, that's a badger showing up. If you roll a three, it's a gold nugget showing up. If you roll four, it is an axe showing up. If you roll five, it is a diamond showing up. And if you roll six, that's the big winner. A fox shows up. Axe, diamond, fox. Excellent. All right, so if you want to keep gambling, just keep going. Yeah, I'll keep gambling. Uh, we'll do an honor system. You can even gamble while you're not talking. Well, I'm, while I'm doing this, so could I be uh, Dude, two, I'm, two twos? Love that. 